0: This NBA Finals Game 2 Picks Edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to slash Edge to get started today. Shine Ooh, welcome, everyone, to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second of the Money Green, with my partner picks, Ryan, real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog.
1: Sorry, Sean, I was uh doing some social media as the show was started. I, I actually thought it might be a great time for me to debut the bit where I was out doing the social media and you accidentally Oh yeah. Oh here we am we're making in, some in social media. Right? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, oh No, no, John, wait, not. no, no. Oh, wait, sorry. The... Oh wow. <laughs> That that could. I wasn't
0: supposed <laughs> to be flashing my that, gun. My I always forget Instagram Live. I assume you just break out your gun.
1: Oh, actually, right, this was the perfect. That time. might get us more heat than my Trey Lance <laughs> take on oh. the internet. Jesus.
0: Uh, actually, kind of a weirdly perfect time to uh, debut that bit that we were sitting on. <laughs> Took me a while to find my BB gun <laughs> in my garage. The. Uh, oh, it I like started what you off, did there. That
1: was cool. Cool it off a little bit. Yeah. Explicitly it, call it a BB gun. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's because Adam silver in his press conference before oh, NBA Finals game one said so funny. he didn't want to distract uh with the John morant news which it, it, the That's fact not that what it's, he said
1: he said they found a lot more yes. They didn't want to be distracting
0: yeah so that to me sounds <laughs> really bad news for John morant that if it wasn't going to be a major suspension they would have just said oh yeah we'll talk about it later but they said the fact that if they announced it it would become such a distraction it would take away from the NBA Finals Ryan congrats to you nailing uh nailing the nuggets uh wow. game one pick although man did the heat almost uh backdoor Stop. that we're going to uh recap game one bring on the NBA guys talk game two picks lot to get to uh I mean the free throw discrepancy that was Crazy. Before we get to that, though, it uh the month of May ended, A.K.A. Shady May He's ended. We uh, said
1: a lot of things there with no rebuttal. Just throwing out the, uh, the free throw discrepancy. No, there's, there's a, there's a oh, lot gee, to talk about. Right. There's we'll a get lot to it. We'll get we to it later this in the is show, radio
0: tease, right? Hopefully
1: we get there quicker than Trey Lance's <laughs> delivery
0: and his throwing release. All right. I am going to <laughs> fire up the randomizer for everyone who entered a uh, shady may uh, promo code SGPN for Wait, shady race.
1: Didn't I thought uh, you, you had told me before the show, we, we were going to have a special guest, randomize it. Uh, I don't have the video ready, but I thought we could just have, don't wait. Oh wait. Is this coming through my computer? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> all right. He's, he's randomizing all the entries you... <laughs> all right. Zeke is picking a winner right. <laughs> and
0: congratulations, Michael van Dyke. You just won $500 cold, hard cash. Email us podcast at sports and to get Paid today, Sean, Michael the, Van Dyke.
1: The people want to know. Yes. What is Zeke working out <laughs> or jerking <laughs> off? Yeah, I don't want to steal great, Adam Sandler. bit was great. The
0: uh, look that up for the kids. Uh, oh. Great, great uh, Adam Sandler. <sighs> that bit. would
1: almost be cancel-worthy nowadays. <laughs> Are they having sex or working out? Jesus.
0: <laughs> all right, Uh right. Gonna bring on the NBA guys before we do that. Shout out to edge boost. Again, the world's first ever bet. Now pay later visa card. Perfect way to expand your bankroll. If there's something you really know, you, you really feel good about, Hey, I let you deposit a hundred dollars they make it $200 and you repay that hundred dollars over four weekly installments. Very, very easy. It's a good way. If you're negotiating some futures bets, or you, you got to get down on a favorite or you're laying a bunch of money, whatever it is, edge boost can really kind of help you uh, increase your odds here as a plus CV better, giving you a little more bankroll to work with. And again, what's nice about it is 0% interest. I mean, imagine a world where you can get a little extra money for your bet and you're not paying any interest. That is a good deal. If I ever heard one support SGPN and grow your bankroll, go to sports slash edge to sign up. That's sports slash edge must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling. Call 1 800 gambler joining us on the line. You know, him from the NBA gambling podcast and the tennis gambling podcast, Mr. Scott Rye shell Scott, uh, how's the, how's the French open treating you?
2: So far, so good. It does mean that I'm constantly sweating out matches in the middle of the afternoon. I may or may not have woken up at 9 a.m. to watch one of the matches that I had, but it worked out well in the middle of sweating out a plus 900 underdog, which has legs. So hopefully that ends up cashing. But overall, so far, so good.
1: Like it. All right. I like how, I mean, you don't have, you can be very open in this space about your ha- viewing habits. We, we completely <laughs> understand that you're sweating out <laughs> tennis bets at all. I assume the French open actually goes 24 hours a
0: day. Well, and, and you know, Scott stays up late because you hear how uh, pained he said, where, when he goes, I woke up <laughs> at 9.00 AM. That yeah. was, that was sounded like a brutal uh, yeah. thing for Scott. It seems getting like getting a good that, bedtime <laughs> getting up that early joining us as well from the NBA gambling podcast. Mr. Lante Smith. Lante, putting you on the spot here. What was your biggest takeaway from the finals game one last night?
3: Yeah, I thought that Joker just dominated the game without even having to score a ball. I thought that um, Denver's defense doesn't get enough credit for what they did. I saw a lot of heat, missed a lot of jump shots, wide open jump shots, which was somewhat the case, but a lot of that had to do with some of the things that Denver was doing defensively. So I thought Denver's defense was really good. I thought Joker just imposed his will by not even taking a jump shot or a, or a field goal attempt until the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter. So yeah, yeah, that was my biggest takeaway, man. Just Joker and the Denver defense. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I look like an insane asshole with my uh-huh. uh, yep. under two and a half assists for Joker in the first quarter. I think like he had five. <laughs> I think in like six minutes, it was really really uh, insane because I thought that Miami defense would try and force him to become the shooter, but they really. I, they really beat um, Miami to the point there. And, and he became the ultimate distributor just was uh, just spread the ball all over. Denver was hitting their shots. I did think that Miami did get a bunch of decent looks. This is an interesting stat tonight was the second fewest points that Denver has scored all playoffs. And it was the uh, second worst that the nuggets have shot from three this postseason. All that, and they still won by double digits i you could you could look at it a couple of different ways, but obviously that's a massive red flag for the c team
1: for those of us not in the time machine Thursday night uh, when the game was played, not tonight what did I say tonight I, I'm just <laughs> that, that might oh, confuse people okay they could be they, they could be in the future, <laughs> they could be in the uh, yeah, I mean, what my takeaway? What did I say to you when I returned to the offices last night as the game was wrapping up? Denver didn't even play that well. They yeah. didn't, that wasn't even like their their peak game uh, I hate to point out how right I was <laughs> it uh, pains you to point it, out it how pains right you me. I, I had to go against all of you idiots uh not you guys of course moon off and Terrell were the idiots <laughs> in this case but it just seemed like this was obvious. No, I I'm I'm kind of kicking myself, but to a little my, shocked they made a run in the second half. But to my credit, they did make a push there late in
0: the fourth and that back door was kind of open if they hit like just one or two shots there. Which cuz
1: typically Miami would say, "You know what? We'll try next time." Hopefully they didn't burn too much of the mm. fuel. Again, uh, one of us, one of our series uh, like exact said, results is still alive. Denver like I wins said, game I, one.
0: I gave out Heat and seven right on pace right now. They need to lose three games. Got one loss out of the way. Oh. Feeling good, Scott. What was your uh, biggest takeaways from game one here? Well, for the
2: record, uh, I know that Delonte and I were both pretty heavily on the Nuggets in game one, and I know yeah. that had you guys I also on. had Jokic's triple <laughs> double and Denver to win. So I ended up sweeping oh, the podcast that's, for it no. but I wasn't surprised. I thought Denver was going to kill this team in probably four or five games and nothing's really changed for me. I know it's going to sound disrespectful because Miami has been counted out every single series. I get all that. Denver's just significantly more talented and unlike Milwaukee and Boston, they're also well coached. So I don't really see them blowing many double digit leads. What really stuck out to me was something that I kind of expected going into the series. Denver's just significantly bigger than Miami. And when you're looking at Bam trying to guard Jokic, good luck. We saw in the fourth quarter when Jokic wants to score, he could drop 40 in almost every game. And then we saw Aaron Gordon in the first couple of minutes who was going crazy, had double digit points. Miami doesn't really have the size. We saw some regression. From Caleb Martin and from Duncan Robinson. I know Vincent was very good in game one, but the point is, it does seem to me that Denver is just the much better team. And even though you can make an argument they were exhausted and they're gonna look better moving forward, which is also why I did like Denver. I just really hated the scheduling spot for Miami and altitude. But overall, I thought Denver would win in four or five. I gave out minus two and a half games in the series at plus one forty-five. I believe it's down to minus one twenty now. No offense to Miami, but they need a lot of things to go right in the series. And I do agree with Ryan. The I mean, the Nuggets didn't play that well offensively. Defensively they look pretty good. But I do think at the end of the day, Denver can get whatever they want, at least significantly better looks more often than not against Miami, or at least by comparison. I had Denver winning the series comfortably, and nothing's really changed. So yeah, give me Denver in four or five.
1: As I continue to climb the the ladder in the youth sports streets. As the kids get better, the there's one thing that becomes more and more evident when you watch these matches. The team that's bigger and stronger generally has it. It, it gets silly because at some point they all have the same skill and it comes down to who's bigger and stronger. Can't teach and, size, right? And and unfortunately, your Miami Heat are a scrappy underdog against mythical oh. creature, oh, oh. Nicola. AKA the joker. It is. Joker. It, I, I do like, lo- I do like, how, are you I mean, against I, this guy? how
0: can you, how, Sean, well, if you I'm fell I'm asleep at night, corner.
1: if you fall asleep at night and you dream up your basketball moment yeah. at the YMCA or in a professional league, yes. it resembles you being the joker <laughs> for a night. Okay. All right.
0: I like being it. able to
1: put up a 50 point triple he is, double. He is
0: a super fun guy to watch that He's elbow <laughs> shot that you
1: you've mastered. I over do. I S- am
0: good. <laughs> I am good from the elbow. He is super funny in interviews too. you are rooting
1: for Jimmy Butler. The guy that dominates you at the gym on yeah, the regular. I like, Lean, I like the, I like the uh,
0: heart of Jimmy Butler. They uh, they had Jokic in the post game interview and they asked him does he ever give <laughs> post game or like uh, you know pre-game pep talks and he's like no I don't <laughs> he he goes we have a lot of veterans they say a lot of good things if you listen to their good things it is good like he just like he's like no why would I why would I do a pregame pre uh, you but, know speech
1: I don't but need the it. biggest thing that tells you that m- maybe people like the, the the sharp people out there that uh, that help create these prices or help move the markets the The series price, like, didn't quite double, but it it adjusted a lot. Considering
0: really, what's the series price at? It's almost six to
1: one. Really, because I would have assumed it would it would have been pretty close. We always say this, right? Denver was supposed to win that game. They won by a couple points north of the spread, so it wasn't even that much of an outlier result and we're gonna move the series price mm. this much. So you're
0: saying double down on
1: Miami. I certainly think <laughs> this would be a great time to buy Miami, but what I think what it's more saying is I think people are seeing through the bullshit of like, oh, maybe Miami can do something to slow this down. I don't know. I don't know if they're gonna get one on the road getting the conspiracy
0: uh, theory stuff out of the way how do the Miami Heat I'll ask you Lante how do they only get two free throw attempts I don't oh. understand that uh, what I, and I can't even go back and and figure out specifically what call but that is a playoff record only two free throws attempted what's going on here do you think the league does anything to make up oh, for it come Sunday
3: well, uh, interesting you say that. But I just think they they weren't in attack mode. I mean, they, they weren't able to get to the paint. The only person that, uh, one person took both of those free throws, and that was Haywood Highsmith. And they didn't shoot, they didn't even attempt a free throw in the in the second half. Both of those free throws came in the first half. And I want to say that wasn't even off of a drive or anything. I want to say they were kind of like in the penalty, and he just got fouled. So I think they got to be more aggressive. They were, Joker was in drop coverage pretty much the whole time, which allowed Bam to have the ball in his hands more and instead of him attacking joker he was more so just settling for jump shots now he was making them yeah. which i think is what i think is what denver wanted him to do they wanted i don't think miami can win with bam being their best player so i think that was part of the game plan and butler wasn't attacking uh, martin who he does shoot pretty well from 3 all those guys do but they're better when they're in attack mode so a lot of long twos i thought denver did a great job of running uh, Miami off the three-point line early and then they got set Miami got settled in early with their offense I mean late in their offense and uh started making some of those threes but I just think the attacking wasn't there I mean even in transition they were a negative uh what a what is this negative 1.7 points per possession in transition so they weren't they weren't turning the ball over Denver that is wasn't turning the ball over to allow them to get easy points and get out in transition
0: I thought Butler just wasn't aggressive um, yeah no he, it- he was not he they didn't no, really, wait, wait. They, no, no, you're right. They didn't force the issue. They were getting open jump shots. You know, Bam was hitting them, but then they were yeah. also cold for yeah. a, a long oh, everyone's time. Everyone's blowing
1: spo- smoke up Spolster's ass. <laughs> and he walked right into the trap. <laughs> he did. The he 100% did. Mike Malone's plan was to have Bam shoot 25 times. It was clear in the way that they were playing defense, and he did. Yeah. He, and he, they he, fell for the I fucking heard. trap. I think one positive, what's the adjustment. One positive
0: for the heat is high Smith. He obviously had a very good uh, game offensively. And I thought gave him some good minutes on defense uh, against Joker, if that's possible, but um, Scott, what's your take on high Smith? And is that something maybe they can build on if you're the heat? Like, what do you, what do you do here? If you're the heat? Well, this is kind of the problem
2: Miami runs into because we talked before about how Miami's undersized. The problem yeah. is you're looking at who they can use for the for the actual wings. It's Max Struess who went 0 for 10 from the floor, 0 for 9 from three. And you might be wondering, well, they can't use them again. But then you're going once again extremely undersized. So Miami's got problems here. Struess probably should play play less and give more minutes to Highsmith, who I thought was solid. But I do want to kind of go back to the free throw discussion a second ago. Sean, I'm going to ask you because you brought it up at any point watching the game. Did you think the officiating was that bad in favor of my, like no. against Miami? Because no. Miami had two free throws. They mentioned it <laughs> earlier in the fourth quarter. I think Breen said something with like nine minutes to go before that. I didn't even think about it. I really did not think the officiating was that bad in game one, which sounds crazy because Miami once again, only attempted two free throws, but it really just seemed like Miami was constantly settling for jump shots. Didn't really attack the rim. And as a result, I didn't really see many missed calls, so to speak. There were a couple of bam layups where maybe you could have called something, but then the replay showed that he might have bobbled the catch. But for the most part, even though the officiating could suggest from a free throw perspective that Miami might have gotten the short end of the stick, I really didn't think it was that bad. Maybe it's just me. Did you guys agree? Because I really didn't see any egregious calls that were missed throughout the game. That's the scary part. As a
1: guy, it didn't it seemed like Miami played better than expected, in my opinion. Denver didn't really do anything special. And to your point, the, like l- in hindsight, looking at the free throw discrepancy, it's like, "Ha, that's interesting. Cause it didn't feel like that for much of the game. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean No, no, as a guy who had Miami plus nine, I didn't feel
0: like we were getting totally screwed over by the refs. It was just something that jumped out at you at the end of the game. You're like, yeah, what the hell happened to the free throw? I would say I think I think the adjustment's gonna be less on the referees. I think it's gonna be on Spolster's end of saying, yo, we need to force the issue. We need to attack the rim. And I think in the back of their heads, the refs seeing these historic stats were not I think they might get a maybe. more generous whistle, but I think they're gonna need to get to the hoop uh, to or
1: it. or this was the this this outcome and being near the spread was the outlier, and this was more likely to be a twenty five point blowout because i mean it, it it felt like for much of the second half we were teetering more on blowout than we were on cover. would you agree yeah no yeah. and then and then they they kind of so I, maybe what what if the other the other side is true? Like, yeah, even with those free throws, they still get blown out. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I they mean They haven't lost at home, Sean.
0: No, they haven't lost at haven't home. Haven't really
1: been challenged at
0: home. Moving over to uh game two, similar, uh, similar spread, sitting at eight and a half, total sitting at two fourteen and a half. Uh Heat are plus three hundred on the money line, minus three sixty five, coming back the other way. Lante, what do you what do you like here for game two?
3: Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Miami here. Um, okay, plus eight and a half. I, I laid. Nine, I got nine as soon as it opened. Uh, I put nine. I still like it at eight and a half. Anything above seven and a half, I think is fine. Um, we all pretty much agreed that they weren't in attack mode, so I think they'll be in attack mode in game two. Jimmy was like harping on it in his press conference about he didn't. Uh, he didn't think that they took good shots uh, after he watched. I guess some of the clips, but at the time they seemed like good shots, but they were more so them. Falling for the trap per se. Yeah. Like, I think uh, like they, were, said, they were, they were with, they were alone.
0: Yeah. I think they were open shots, but they were low percentage yeah. shots.
3: Right. Yeah. So they were 21% of the shots came at the rim, which I think that should be North of 30. Um, if you watched uh, Denver play against the Lakers and um, even against Phoenix, I mean, they were in attack mode. They were constantly attacking because they don't have a lot of rim protection. So Booker and Durant had a lot of success going to the rim. And I think that has to be the recipe going forward for Miami. I mean, Jimmy was more passive. i seen him go to the lane and where he would usually rise up and, and, you know, hit a jumper. He was passing out of it. And maybe that had to do with a lot of the length of Michael Porter. And, uh, even KCP, who's only like six, I think he's only like six, five, but his wingspan is really, really long him, Aaron Gordon. I think those guys, uh, were having problems with adjusting to that length. And, um, I would expect to see more high Smith on Murray. I know you said, uh, you mentioned him on Joker, but I thought he was picking Murray up full court, kind of cooled him off. Cause Murray didn't do much. Yeah. That's like, a good hey, point. So I thought, he sh- I thought he did a great job on Murray, picking up picking him up half court, making Denver get into their offense a little bit later in the shot clock. So they were getting across half court, maybe like, you know, 14, uh, 15 seconds and was causing them to rush and get into shots that they wouldn't normally get into if they were, you know, if Murray was coming up the court without having that pressure on him So, um, yeah, I like Miami here. I think the shots will fall. Uh, I do credit Denver's defense more than most. Um, but I think some of the looks that they had, especially with Martin and Struce, I, I think they went like one of, 18, uh, one of nine, one of 10 or something like that. So, I mean, Struis, I think he was having more difficulty defending and that was taken away from his offensive skill set because he was guarding Aaron Gordon and we saw what happened whenever Aaron Gordon was inside the paint. He was dominating him. And I think he was having a hard time adjusting to that. Um, I would like to see Kevin Love more. I don't know if he's hurt, but I think he'll be able to, you know, stretch the floor and just get an extra body on... Um, on joker to have them see more looks, but uh, all in all, I like Miami here. I mean, I think they come out. I think they are going to uh, be feisty. I mean, they were feisty at the end of that game. Um, I think that had a lot to do with Denver kind of letting their foot off the gas, but um, yeah, I agree. I think, um, I think the shots will fall. I think they'll get to the line a lot more being not because of the officiating, but just because of the approach will be different and they will be in attack mode, uh more than not. So I like Miami plus the uh, eight and a half here,
0: Scotty, what do we got for game one? Are you are you just keep riding with the Nuggets? I mean, there, there's a there's a case to be made for them as well. What are you doing? Yeah, here so for, for me two? for game
2: two, you mentioned the free throw disparity. For the sake of that discussion, I do like the over in game two. Oh, yeah. I think whether or not it was warranted, you will see an adjustment artificially to let's just say give Miami more free throws or give both teams free throws because you make an argument that. The disparity can't be that big. So since it was brought up, I do expect a little a few more ticky tack fouls, maybe a few more fouls in the bonus, which result in free throws. So I actually went to the over in this game. As for the actual side, I am going to go with Denver. At the end of the day, Denver did not shoot that well in the game, and they still were up 20 in the second half. Porter Jr. went two for 11 from three. And if we're talking about being in attack mode and Butler, for the most part, took the game off. Jokic didn't try to score for the first three quarters of the game and (laughs) then he tried to score in the fourth quarter and just casually finished with 27 points. (laughs) Jokic proved in the fourth quarter he can score 40 in any game that he wants to in the series and Miami can't do anything about it. I just think that Denver has an unstoppable force. Miami has no answers and you can make an argument that maybe Miami's supporting cast will shoot better and maybe you'll see, you know, Denver's offense slow down a bit but I think you're more, you're more likely to see Denver's offense play better than worse in game two. And I'm going to go with Denver again, Miami. I just don't think has the bodies to actually stop Jokic and to really contain anybody. And I do think that even though Butler said in a couple of comments leading up to the series, you know, nobody cares if you're injured, that doesn't change the fact that he still might be injured. And I did think he might have tweaked something in game seven against Boston. Mm -hmm. I'm on Denver. I think Denver wins this game by double digits again, but I do like the over. I think either Denver's offense gets it back on track or Miami gets a bunch of free throws. Either way, this total has dropped about five points from where Game One's line was. I like the over.
0: Yeah, that feels like an over adjustment. I, I, I'm i hmm. with you, Scott. I like the I'm over there. Put that, in yeah, the that too. Ryan. Uh, your Edge Boost Double Down play of the day: SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/edge to sign up again, double your bet with zero interest.
1: What are you doing, Craig? Oh, are you it's, going? Uh, Scott's on point. I, 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 when we broke down the series, I said, it, it's going to set up where if, if Miami's smart, they're going to unload the clip in game two. They're not going to be physically ready for game one, unload the clip game two. Now all joking aside, we know the heat. They're a, a veteran bunch. They like to enjoy a cocktail or two mm-hmm. after a game to relax. They not, they might not be up to speed on what that altitude's going to do. Maybe they get a little too too fucked up. Uh, No, but I I just think watching Malone coach, this team, they, they understand they have a home edge that, and they want to put their foot on the throat. And I think I watched a Denver team that didn't play that well. And so I I don't know if my, my, Miami going to have to play like game of the series type stuff. I think this, this is the blowout. We didn't get it. Game one, we get it. Game two, we're, we're lining up for an all time must win game three, where we will be on Miami as a home dog. But in this oh. one, take Denver. I think I'm going to play the ladder. Mm. We're going to alt, uh, alt it. Alt ladder. We'll, we'll alt it up to seventeen and a half, or wherever you get the four to one window. Uh, we'll do that. I, I think Denver rolls again. I, 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 they I ju- I'm, why, mad why? Of my, I'm mad at myself. Shut all playoffs. What have they done it to teams at home? They've won. They've, they've bent them over. And they've had their way. Did you listen to Scott? Joker wasn't I even trying. I, I did listen to Scott. I think well, he was
2: trying. He wasn't trying to score, and then the yeah. fourth quarter came around. Miami went on a run. He's like, "All right, I guess I'll score seventeen points in the fourth quarter because I have to." So, this is, I mean, Scott. Sorry. Do you think Miami can stop him?
3: Just simply put, no. Who? I don't, I don't think they that? have to stop him. I don't think they have to stop him. I think they just got to play better offensively. So the thing with the thing that I uh, that I think Spolter is going to do is he's going to put bam in the pick and roll more with joker if you watch bam was just taking jumpers so he's going to probably have jimmy be the screener and put joker in the pick and roll and have jimmy get sw- i mean, have joker get switched on to jimmy which will allow him to get him in foul trouble with the pump fakes because we all know joker is a little bit slower but i mean I, I don't i don't think when i looked at it i thought denver was the more physically imposing team and that's usually you don't really out physical miami that's their that's their thing so I think they'll come back being more physical and get to the free throw line, take some of the offense, uh, take some of the defense and uh, transition into easy offense. But um, yeah, I don't disagree with you guys. I just think Miami is going to stay within the number. I think they still lose. Don't get me wrong. But I think they can lose by like five or six rather than you know fourteen, Miami, fifteen.
0: Miami, I think, succeeds when teams get complacent, and I I think this game too. I'm mad at myself. This coach because getting complacent. I, I'm mad at myself because coming in as soon as the matchup was announced, I go, oh, game one, it's going to be all Nuggets, and then game two is when the the Heat steal one or at least get that cover. And I, I talk myself into them in game 1. I'm riding with the Heat one more time here catching the points. Oh no. Because I think I again I think the free throws I think they're going to attack the basket. I think getting uh you know used to the elevation these past couple of days. Oh. And and to Scott's point, I don't think you have to completely stop Joker to win the game. Honestly, I think you just need to do a better job their best defending shot, him as a pass. Let him score 60. Yeah. That's no, the best I, shot. I 100% yeah, I agree. agree. I agree. With because you
2: then well, it, that's what, that's what Phoenix did. And one of the games they won Joker dropped 53, but Booker had one of the best two game stretches of all time. And Durant also had 30 plus points. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Miami have for that? You got an injured Butler and bam. And Kevin by Lowe, the way, baby. people keep talking about how Miami can improve offensively. Are we sure Bam's going to hit all those mid range jumpers again? that didn't I'm feel I'm not sustainable. sure he has to take him
3: though
2: yeah it's just, not just saying there's room you know for both sides to kind of fluctuate yeah, I agree. yeah I agree what about uh, I'm hearing reports that Tyler hero might come back oh, Sunday man. instead of game three that seems like a desperation move to me but we'll <laughs> see how he does I mean then again you're assuming Tyler hero you know he'll immediately hit his stride and give them big minutes he hasn't played one in a month like what's yeah. he supposed to play? Yeah, I mean, 15
3: minutes just, if, he's just a threat he's just a more offensive oh he helps to- he
2: definitely helps but i'm just saying <laughs> even if hero comes back i wonder about rust
1: it'll be good. Cause uh, Stan Van Gundy was really off put by his clothing on the sidelines. So he'll be right, stoked. Right. He'll be stoked that he's back in uniform. Yeah. I don't
0: know what that fishing hat is again. I probably sound just, no, as he's old got as that Van top Gundy. shot money, dude. He's hanging out with
1: rich old people that no one tells he him. Does, tells him uh, no. Doesn't
0: he have a podcast or no, is that that's Duncan Robinson that has the podcast? No, no.
1: Tyler hero owns a piece. Of, like he was one of the, like the first top shot ambassadors. Yeah. He has a piece he's, that rug Hopefully he didn't get in the FTX business. <laughs> yeah.
0: Down there in, well, as, in the FTX <laughs> Uh, crypto Arena. He's going <laughs> to have to that. Maybe that's why there. he's
1: dressed like that.
0: All right. Uh, before we uh, wrap things up, let's talk a little bit about our favorite props. Uh, throw out a prop you like here for game two. And also make sure. Uh, y- The NBA Finals contest on the SGPN app, $100 gift card up for grabs. The Stanley Cup Final contest, $100 gift card up for grabs as well. Both free in the app. Download the SGPN app, get those going. And there are stuff specific for each game. So, again, don't forget to uh, open up the app and get your game two plays in over there. I'll kick off the props for me and this is, I would wait closer to tip off because Ooh. if Tyler hero does play, I think this throws this off, but I'm going to go max Strus over eight and a half points, just off the idea that he had zero points. He's had zero points, uh, six times this season, five of those. He followed it up with 18, 12, 13, 17, 13. He did have one back to back zero game. So that is in the realm of possibility. But I think he just bounces back here at the very least, and gets those nine. points. He's 10 to one
1: first bucket.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> as far as my DJ only play hashtag dead only Max strews first bucket, I do feel like sometimes they go out of their way. If a guy had a particularly bad shooting night to set up a play or get him a look early, get him some confidence and uh, get him going. Scott. I know you like the over. Uh, I know you like the nuggets, but a- any props you like, uh, jumping out to here for game two.
2: Yeah, so I see Michael Porter Jr. double-double at plus 180. I'm going to go back to that. Maybe he can find a better line if you shop around. Dog. But Porter Jr. has been great rebounding-wise. Uh, he had a double-double in Game 1 pretty easily. And I do think with Miami potentially taking Joker away from the basket, Joker needed that rebound about a minute to go to get the triple-double. So he only had nine. And I believe he had like three in the first half. So I do think that there's some room for other guys to step up rebounding wise for Denver. I'm going to go with Porter jr. Double double. Cause I do think that the rebounds might be there. I also do think Joker 30 plus points is worth a look. We saw how well he did scoring in one quarter. And I do wonder what adjustments Folger is going to make. I think you're right. I think that he's going to try to force Joker to potentially drop 40, stop everybody else and see what happens. But it's mostly expecting Folger to look at game one saying we can't let Joker get 10 assists in the first half again. We're, we're gonna have to try to guard everybody else I think Joker points is worth a look trying to anticipate what Spolster might do in between game one and game two
1: uh well Scott is a genius because over 27 and a half is his his number but, but let's get cute seven and a half first quarter Spolster comes out Ooh. gives him the the, the Olay treatment tries to draw him in defend one man instead of five and yeah I I do think maybe that's the move we ladder his prop. It, Spolster's a smart coach. He has to I know mean, that this I, is. I, I and, do. Think and honestly, it, it's probably that Joker understands that that's what how they're going to try to play him. So he's just he's like countering the counter. But he's zagging off the you, zig. You. you at, there has to be a game where you just make it obnoxious for him and give him the treatment of just like yeah, beat us with the points tonight. Just prove that you can.
2: Which and he I will. mentioned before in game one, he had that many assists, but Porter Jr. only went two for 11 yeah. from three. It could have been a lot worse in terms of assists. So Murray there were a lot of seven, open looks. Three. I can see Joker potentially going nuts in game two. Spolster decides, you know what, we're going to let Joker get his thing. But if we stop Murray and we stop Porter Jr., we got yeah. a shot. And maybe the officiating is going to have a bit of a light whistle in this game because of what happened in game 1. So, yeah, I think Joker 30 plus points is worth a look.
0: Honestly, what a what a fun uh if you if you really dabble with those same game no. parlays what do you mean? and you look at those reverse correlation stuff. <laughs> I if you took like Joker over uh like 39 and a half points or whatever the adjusted like high number of his points and Miami Heat money line with that theory that you know myself and Lante and you, we've been discussing of letting Joker get his and that maybe helps them get a win. Uh, I think that would actually pay out pretty huge because their system is designed mm. to like look out for correlation, a la you know ton of Joker points and Nuggets win. It's not specifically built and it rewards you odds wise for stuff like this where the you like the over on the opposing team point stuff, but you're taking the other team. Money line, so that one. If you want to go hardcore, I'm building it right. Maybe now. I'll maybe I'll tweet that out because that that. Could,
2: well, you by the way, you also mentioned the two pick there. I mean, let's be real. If Miami's going to win with Joker going over his point total, just throw Butler thirty five plus in there. Like, yeah. how are they supposed to win if Butler doesn't go for thirty five?
0: Yeah, and toss in the over for mm-hmm. the game as well if they let you do that. Um, but you're right. Like, yeah, you would have to pick because Butler would have to have a really good game to kind of counteract that. I'm just saying, if you're if you're playing into that theory of them letting Joker go off and that actually working out for Miami. All
1: right, so if you 110 to one for a a Joker Butler both to get 35 Heat win and and it goes over the total.
2: Right. If, now, if once again, I think it's gonna lose because I have Denver winning comfortably, but <laughs> I like the idea.
0: Yeah, see, Scott can Scott look at Scott even is on the outside. That's that's side, i he's still even one. intrigued.
2: I'm, Are, I'm always open to gambling creativity.
1: The version <laughs> where Scott and I uh let's see, we'll even we can even play it safe. Well, Scott will tell me not to. Kramer but,
2: and I think it might be a blowout, so I might take an alt butler under, expect him to yeah. no show game two again and Denver potentially coast. Yeah,
3: that, I don't that. think he's no showing. I I'm think. just saying I think there's a possibility in
0: there. That's kind of my point. Uh, mm. Shout out to the chat. Chat is lit. ZD Mills checking in, making bacon all the way in the Southern Hemisphere, aka New Zealand. Uh, yo, how are we doing, gentlemen? Love this diamond of a show. I don't even follow basketball, but you're dragging me in, getting me hyped for the NBA Finals. Lante, haven't gotten your take on a, a prop that you like for game two. What is jumping out at you as far as prop bets?
3: Luckily, I wrote down a few because you took my favorite one, which was Stress. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Eight and a half. Yeah, kind of like him over alike. his threes. Yeah, always uh I think I'm gonna like him over his threes also. But my favorite one is gonna be Bam over uh 13 and a half rebounds and assists combined. I think the ball be in his hands more. I thought that I thought that coming into the series. Um, one thing that I thought Denver did do was whenever he was sinking those jumpers, although they wanted him to um take those and he just made them, they crowded his space a little bit more. And once they crowded his space, he was finding those backdoor um cutters and slashers he's also found jimmy in the post which miami worked on uh more in the second half so i think he's um i think he's a one of the better passing big men they're not going to get any bigger overnight so he has to continue to crash the glass um, he's over this number in four of the last seven playoff games um including three in a row uh so i think he's going to have a what 15 and five type of a game for him to be able to become competitive here so I like Bam in the series. Uh, I liked him in the series and I like him on a game by game basis. So but this time I'll take 13 and a half, rebounds, and assists.
1: Interestingly oh. enough, in, in um he like you said, he goes over this total, uh, three out of the last four. And in the games when when he didn't in the postseason, it's basically it's fairly correlated to how much he has the ball in his hands. Right. He's almost right. like the more, like his shots correlate to all his other activity stats. Yeah. Almost as if he plays better when the ball's in his hands. Well, so and, I, and I the- like that angle. I mean, he had 18 uh, in the last game in that same stat. So, what would you say it was 13 and a half? 13 and a half,
0: yep. Yeah, yeah, and and Scott okay. pointed Just out if, if Butler the cart. if Butler is quietly dealing with an injury, uh, normally you don't do that in the NBA. You make sure everyone knows what a hero you are. If he is dealing with an injury, well, Jordan
1: blood, remember <laughs> he's not LeBron. If, if he is, he's, if he's he is, not seeing the best foot. If doctor he is dealing, with
2: an, he did address it. He said yeah. once again, nobody cares. So yeah. no matter how injured he actually <laughs> is, he knows that the. Fans on social media are going to criticize him for his performance anyway, but he never denied having anything. Like clearly, something's bothering him.
0: Yeah, it's like if my if I ask my wife, uh, oh, "Is no. something bothering you?" <laughs> Nobody cares. What well, doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, you know. Maybe
3: it's maybe it's the Shakira effect. Yeah. From uh, even yeah. in the DMs. With
0: yeah, him and Shakira did follow each other on Instagram. Um, so it could be a little distraction there. Wait, Jimmy Butler? Yeah.
1: And you haven't yeah. been using the. Uh,
0: the you're Jimmy, right, new Jimmy Maybe. Butler drop.
1: Hold on. There he is, him and his lady,
0: <laughs> reconnected on Instagram. Yeah, how many
1: of your sports betting podcasts have Shakira <laughs> queued up on the soundboard? <laughs> All right, guys. I wasn't sure where you're going to go. I thought that
2: might have been like
0: a <laughs> hipstone
1: wide transition, but you went full Super Bowl halftime, and I respect uh, it. I mean, yeah, the it, sound job's great, just an amazing job. Works for so many things.
0: But thanks to Scott and Lante for hopping on. Make sure you check the guys out on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Ton of picks, ton of podcasts for the NBA Finals. Make sure you get the contest, download the SGPN app, check out Scott French Open. Uh, I know there's a lot of tennis gamblers. The DJ, the tennis gambling chat really uh, lights up, especially when you guys. John, shout out, John, just going hardcore. That guy loves his uh, well, I mean, honestly, gambling. if
1: you are a degenerate and you haven't found tennis, oh, I, I understand finding tennis, and maybe it's just not for you, maybe you like to sleep. Uh, <laughs> but if you haven't <laughs> found tennis yet, you should d- try to discover it because it it basically creates what golf creates, in and in like there's stuff You're going round. on yeah. all the time. Yeah. But then you five a.m. Like, today. Yeah, imagine you break <laughs> that. into want to, to, That's when it started
2: today. I so mean, if you want some early morning action, maybe you yeah. sleep and you want to wake up with more money, or maybe you want to wake up in the middle of a very tense moment. Tennis <laughs> is the sport for you, so keep that in mind. And, and that's
0: a great sales pitch. <laughs> I'm I mean, saying, I, if you want degen action, yeah. you, you oh, know, yeah. you wake All up. Right, and hold on. I have, to,
1: I have to tell a quick story. I used sure. to when I first got uh, when I first moved out to California. I, I worked. Uh, in my first like corporate job, I worked with a guy, his name was Tronger. Mm. And Tronger knew nothing about gambling <laughs> when I first met him. And me and this other guy in the area, we bet on games. Bet, shout out uh, to Bodog back in the day, Bavada. And, uh, we taught him how to gamble. Cut to like a year and a half later, this motherfucker's texting us like he's paging <laughs> us. We had a pager system because we were on call, and he would. That's page us. how old
2: it was. He had a pager system. <laughs> yeah, he he would know pay, and,
1: and I know Scott will remember these days. He would page us in the middle of the night when there was a match that had already gone final that was still being offered for us to go <laughs> in and bet and hope that they didn't discover their mistake before they paid us out. So shout out to betting on tennis and uh, Tronger. I think my ultimate example of D-Gen stuff
2: from back in the day was high school. I know what money gram is, so let's put it that way. I feel like that kind of explains it, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, if, yeah, if you know, you know. Yeah, that's all you have to Shout say. Out to right? the people at the CVS counter, uh, I mean, you know. Wow, this kid, this kid really loves sending money overseas. <laughs> Why do you need to? Where buy? Are you sending this money Guatemala? <laughs> so, yeah,
2: Costa Rica. You know, just Costa casual, Rica. like seventeen-year-old just walking into CVS trying to send money, like two hundred dollars at the counter. Uh, well, or imagine imagine a the young Moneygram.
0: Scott rice like I'd <laughs> like to send. This oh, you 300? can put the pieces
2: together, but like, yeah, that's that's. What happened? It was there, it was during the five dimes era before
0: the Oh, oh yeah. but
1: people who know they know yeah. they know. It's like why do you need to buy a thousand dollars in phone cards? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh,
0: there <laughs> are there are a number of ways. All right, fun show. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the guys. Make sure you check them out on show, social media at XX and at Ryshell Radio. But, Sean, you
1: forgot to ask me what I didn't give you a degenerate play. Oh, I your, was just helping everyone play. else make degenerate plays. What do you got right? Joker 40 points, 10 to one. Okay. Let's go. Oh my God. That, see that feels, that feels almost too easy, too easy. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to jump on that. <laughs> They're going to let us go. It's a good 10 edge. to one. It's a good head. That's like a 24 point dog on a Sunday. Yeah, That's not too shabby.
0: Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for sports gambling podcast, I'm Sean second, the money green. And he is Ryan.
1: I think basketball's back. Sean,
0: Kramer, let it
1: ride.